Hello everyone, welcome back to City Girl Podcast. I'm Mina. I'm Ash. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) We're back again. Just horrible with intros, I guess. Oh my god, the awkwardness, I can't. I know. But anyways, we're back after a bit of a summer of... Just a bit of an interlude, I think, that an we needed. An interlude, destruction, another siesta that lasted actually longer than we thought it would. It did, but we're actually back. We are. Because, like, you know, summer's ending, London weather's going to get depressing soon. Yeah. It's going to be time to actually go on a, go on a fall hot girl walk and yeah, listen to podcasts, you know? This is the time. Yeah. But yeah, we actually do have an Instagram now. We do. So it's just City Girl Pod. So you can just follow it. Um, please do follow it because we're posting like memes on it, which is chaos. It's dedication, man. It is dedication. And actually, we posted one um, about Caroline Calloway and she liked and commented. There you are. That just shows you the level of success that we've reached. Caroline, if you're listening to this, you blocked me on my personal account like two (laughs) years ago. Like, come on, water under the bridge. Like, you can unblock me at this point. We want you on an episode. We do. We We want to chat to queen, queen mother of scammers. Yeah, we want to know everything. Absolutely. Um, So what are we going to talk about today? Maybe we should just give a little disclaimer first before we touch on these subjects that pretty much everything we're about to talk about we do oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna rip things to shreds in this episode but we pretty much do all of them all of the above so this is not us like slagging people off it's just a commentary like we are guilty of this shit yeah or like we have been guilty you know yeah 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 yeah. not necessarily like guilty of it now yeah of course um, but yeah, there's always room to grow with these always, things. Always, always. And the topic that we're actually mentioning is um, just like micro trends or like just trend cycles in general. Yeah. And we first want to touch on like micro trends as a concept, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna talk about um, Matilda Jeff, not in like the sense of micro trends, but you'll get it when we get to that yeah. part. It will make sense. Yeah, and then we just want to talk a little bit about like. What even is, um, like, what is not a microtrend at this point? Yeah. And also the impact that it has on the environment, which is quite a lot. You it's know? quite a lot. And people have touched on it before, but I think given that all of this stuff is continuing, it means that, like, people aren't, people are hearing it, but not, like, people are listening, but they're not hearing it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. But, anyways, what is a microtrend? Cheeky little trend that people are into for two minutes. Yeah. So we saw a graph that was like an influencer wears something or like a celebrity wears something. Or like fashion week happens and like big brands release things. And then like fast fashion brands just like turn it into like a cheap, affordable, reachable version. Mm -hmm. And like bad quality most of the time. Mm And then they kind of, you know, latch onto it, wear it a few times, and then it sort of either it either dies on you after like three washes, or suddenly the same influencer is wearing something completely different, mm-hmm. and your 
pretty much like done yeah like it's not fashionable anymore no and some examples of this from 2021 um there's some microtrends that have completely died r.i.p is like cow print jeans mm-hmm. I, i'd never like gone into it no i had a cow print hat though which i don't think i would wear anymore no and like kid-like jewelry mm-hmm. i mean we still have like beads because they're really cute beads yeah there's beads but then there's like kid-like jewelry like there's a i think you know like wonder like the little beaded bracelets and shit like that they're always timeless in a sense that's going to remind you of your holiday it's going to remind you of summer like shops in pretty much every summer destination sell them so they're always going to be there but the kid like jewelry the chunky beads and stuff oh yeah the chunky rings chunky rings yeah like Mm -hmm. things that you would get from like like a kinder surprise egg yeah when you were like 10 Uh uh-huh yeah that that was really in for a while goodbye yeah no but actually to be fair i never entertained that because honestly as much as i even wanted to my hands do not suit that shit at all yeah i just never know what to order because i have fat fingers me too i never know what my ring size is i don't want that whole like disappointment of something arriving and either looking shit on my little chubby hands (laughs) or like not fitting me like it's just not gonna work hey team baby hands okay team baby hands and also patchwork pants or like I can remember pants with like hearts on them mm-hmm. or like yeah just it, I think it was like 2021 was quite like retro 70s-ish mm-hmm. vibes mm-hmm. which like we all kind of got on board with for a bit yeah but the major loss I think was the house of sunny Hockney dress oh my god yes R.I.P. R.I.P. that was like that was the thing for a hot second did you have it no i didn't i never bought it either i do though i have one house of sunny jumper the one with the kettlebell on it and i also have a cardigan one of the cardigans and honestly i'm trying for the life of me to sell it it's down (laughs) to like fucking 40 quid now even and no one is buying i'm like dude dude yeah apparently it's like at tk maxx now yeah like that the hockney dress and I just, like, I remember seeing it, and my thought process was, oh, are we talking about David Hockney? That's what my thought process was, I thought too. we were, right? Right. I love David Hockney. Me, too. But also, I don't know, it's just, like, so, like, such an obvious print that, mm. this is bad for me to say, but, like, the moment you wear it out once, the moment you get, like, a photo with it, mm-hmm. you post it... Mm-hmm. And then in my head, that automatically, like, cancels out the dress for, like, a good two months. This is why I'm such a fan of... um, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here, but in terms of micro-trends, it's why I'm such a fan of, like, rented fashion, like, by rotation, because, you know, I'm the sort of person that I always feel like I have to have a completely different outfit for a completely different event, right? And genuinely, like, if I had seen that on by rotation or was probably into kind of by rotation at the time... I absolutely would have rented it for a absolutely. day, got my picture and put it back. But that's the thing, like, it is it is an investment. Yeah. That dress is, I mean, like, it is. And to not wear it, you know, um, not get your wear out of it because it's such a, such a obvious print. It's such a, you know, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Unique print, I guess, yeah. in a way. Um, it's just so recognisable and, like, yeah. not in a good way right now. No. Like, if someone was wearing it, like, 
good for them if they like they bought it they should wear it absolutely till it dies absolutely but people would be so like it would be so easy for people to just be like oh that's the house of sunny dress from mm. like two years ago mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this and is why there's like an emphasis i guess on what is fashionable and what is stylish like that dress was fashionable at the time but just because you're wearing that doesn't necessarily make you stylish which i guess in my mind what i've decided to start doing is investing in accessories so like i will invest in a bag i will invest in shoes because and i'll make i'll make it that it's like i don't know leather or or something that i know that it's going to really last and it's going to be worth the investment and build everything else around that because you can't really you invest in the hockney dress for example you wear it once or twice. I personally don't want to be constantly associated with wearing the same thing all the time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you need to have a massive wardrobe. It just means you need to have loads of versatile pieces that you can mix and match with other versatile pieces, i.e. shoes, bags, whatever. Um, and then there you are. You like being more sustainable in your own wardrobe. And then rent the pieces, like the Hockney dress or whatever, like yeah. by all means. But it just, the wastage that it produces is, yeah. it's a lot. And I think it was just like, crazy that like the hype around it was like they started as a slow fashion brand Mm. and it was there was so much hype about it purely because they would like I think at the start they were making like 200 pieces 300 pieces yeah and there were wait lists I think I was on one actually I actually do think I was on one good thing you didn't get it Mm. and then it suddenly became um, I actually unfollowed them around that time because they started releasing so many new collections and people were like calling them out on it because right. it suddenly became more for like, I guess, money-making purposes than like actual sustainable fashion. That's the thing. It's very difficult if a brand says they're sustainable or that they do sustainable fashion. It's a lie. Like it's a flat-out lie. If you are making more con- like collections and shit like that, it's not sustainable fashion. It's it's just not. You can be responsible, but if you are constantly making new collections you know, there is going to be wastage somewhere. Yeah. You know, even if it's the plastic packaging that it comes into the shops when people are unpacking it and putting it in the stock room or putting it on the floor, like... Even it's if it's lower va- wages for, like, yeah. more people. Absolutely. It's it's just, it's dishonest. It's greenwashing. Yeah. But, yeah, stuff like that, I guess, doesn't really count as stylish at that point when no. everyone sort of has access to it mm-hmm. and it can easily be delivered to your house in, like... Free shipping, two days, you know? That yeah. just loses its vibe. That's the thing. It's a, it's, very, it's a very difficult thing because I only realised this. I can't even remember who... I think it was maybe even Iris Apfel that I got it from who was distinguishing the difference between what is fashionable and what is stylish. And there's no issue with either. Like, you can want to keep up with trends. That's a natural thing to want to do. But in my mind, the stylish person is someone who kind of effortlessly looks great all the time wearing their own thing and you can keep up with the trends you can keep up with all of that stuff but it's kind of making it making it your own and when you do that you kind of are like unintentionally reducing wastage and reusing your own wardrobe and there's a thing like you wear like only buy something that you feel absolutely unstoppable in if you do not feel absolutely unstoppable in it and it's not a basic that you need, don't invest. It goes back. That's what I'm trying to go for now because yeah. my wardrobe is a mess. I went out of control during COVID. It's just... You did. You really did. I really did. It was not cute. Oh. 
But like microtrends, coming back to microtrends, have sort of evolved into like aesthetic cycles, especially I see that on TikTok all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're seeing like the Y2K, obviously, like mm-hmm. Y2K has mm-hmm. been, it like I've literally been seeing articles being like, Y2K is back for like the past two years. And oh my just, God, yeah. It literally. doesn't seem to be going anywhere. No. I'm into it. Like I, I just wax my eyebrows thin, you know. Mm-hmm. I've stolen my brother's cargo trousers. Like, like I'm here for we're it. We're clearly doing it. Yeah. Um, flip flops as well. Literally. <laughs> We've got black flip flops on. Like, <laughs> we are doing it. My favorite Y2K thing actually is like sort of like the baby tea. Yeah. Oh, love it. I just love going when I'm like at a new city. Mm-hmm. I just love going to like a souvenir shop mm-hmm. and getting children's t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like I got two in Madrid. Oh yeah. And they're just like I haven't actually worn them yet. But um, one of them in Spanish says, "I'm the queen of this of this castle, I'm like of this it. house," and it's like literally for a nine year old girl. I love that though, because it still kind of looks cute. Like when I was on holiday, I went into the gift shop and I got I think it was when I was at Iguazu Falls. I got it's like an eight year old's T-shirt and it has this badge on it. It's like black and it has this badge on it and it's like glow in the dark. It's so obviously a kid's shirt, but I fucking love it. Like. That's, like, literally my favorite type of, like, Y2K thing, mm-hmm. because, but also that's the type of thing that's very unique, you know? Yeah. You're not going to be, like, you're not going to get that on ASOS. No, it's a souvenir. Yeah. Like, it's a souvenir. You know what, worst case, you put it all together and make a duvet out of it, like Bella does in yeah. Twilight. Yeah, come on, quilt, I'm here for that. Yeah. But, yeah, right now, there's also, like, the coquette aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like the Lana Del Rey listening, like nightgown, silk nightgown wearing, kind of like giving like virgin suicides and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that feels very much a trend. Yeah. Like a micro trend. Like that's definitely a cycle, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I recently saw the downtown girl. What's the downtown girl? I think it's just like, it's like a strand of like the quote unquote cool girls. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, just girl with, with like, docks, headphones, kind of, like, long skirt, but, like, fashionable. Okay, okay, I'm wearing like, this. biking glasses. To be fair, I wore my triathlon glasses, like, sunglasses, mm-hmm. out to a festival last week, and it was actually, it was such a sleigh. That's a vibe, but, like, that's, I mean you will be using those glasses constantly you know you're just getting more absolutely. use out of them like it works it's like killing two birds with one stone i'm here for it absolutely but yeah all of these are very much you know just they're coming and going people and they're also such niche aesthetics that you can't yeah. just like decide to be coquette one day yeah and then like i would feel weird if i like decided tomorrow to like go out in like a white silk night dress yeah and like, you know, like frilly socks and just... That's, yeah, that's that's not me. But I'm actually struggling because I wanted to be my best, I guess, self, express myself the way that I wanted to express myself in fashion. And I've been so confused by micro-trends and I've been so confused by my own style that I'm genuinely struggling to figure out what's actually me and what's actually a micro-trend. It's, it's actually difficult. Like, I need to wake up to this because I definitely want to be a lot more sustainable and only buy something if I know it's going to work, if I know I can use it for years, if I know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a difficult one. 
I completely agree. I recently went through my closet and like just chucked everything that I sort of considered like a micro trend or like a fast fashion piece mm-hmm. that's like like patterned or like just something that I don't really see myself wearing. Yeah. And you you wouldn't like believe how much came out and like how much that was like suffocating my wardrobe. For real. Yeah, I was just like, wow. It's gonna take me a a while to sort help. through that. Please. <laughs> But one aesthetic that has stuck around and seems to be kind of leading the game, kind of weird because it's like literally like a region, but Mm. it's the Scandi aesthetic. Yeah. And I guess that's very much like, again, the hashtag clean girl aesthetic, cool girl with like the fresh, perfect blowout and like, yeah. So Matilda Jeff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I have see. I have weird feelings about this because obviously I would say I would associate Scandi aesthetic definitely with Matilda Jeff. But you look at her style. I would also associate it with Ganny. Yeah. And I feel Ganny versus Matilda Jeff actually is Completely very different. Completely different. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a weird one. I mean, Ganny especially was something that monopolized myself for a long 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 time for obvious reasons yeah um hence my overall confusion in general but yeah it's a it's a weird one it's weird to just group a whole bunch of countries into one and say this style yeah i think it's just very much like just like her but like different versions of it and obviously because she has a brand Mm -hmm. it gets more complicated because she i think she has the obviously finances to do it as well but like what her brand Jeff Avenue is designed to be like is I don't think I don't think people are meant to just wear pieces from the brand together all the time right because I saw I saw a TikTok I think of when they did a Mm pop-up in the US and the people waiting were all wearing the same stripy blue shirt that I also own by the way yeah like it's like it's like copy and pasted the reason why and this is this is a thing like a very very well marketed thing works really well for the brand and they're obviously very lucky that that, that's worked that way and they all look amazing together but like that's it it's it's marketing like you know she wears her clothes with other clothes that she has that aren't from her own brand and it's like again it's like monopolize a whole section and it is slightly different from micro trends in a sense that i would associate micro trends with things slightly more lower budget things that everybody can achieve. Jeff Avenue is not cheap. No, it's absolutely not, cheap. not. It's, um, I guess, a different category almost. Yeah. I don't know. It just, like, makes it, makes people into clones. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, like, to be fair, this is also another point about her brand because she used to, like, it used to be very much, like, a capsule collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas right now with, like, they literally drop stuff, like, every two months now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've seen people complain about this as well. Like, how is this sustainable? How mm-hmm. is this, um, like, how is this still a capsule wardrobe, you know? Because mm-hmm. it came out as, like, high-quality essentials. Yeah. Um, like, the basic colored shirts. Sure. The well-fitted tailored pants. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's starting to give, like, not fast fashion, but, like, it's starting to give, like, trend a little bit. Right. A tiny bit. Right. Even though she is kind of... She's still lucky, actually. She makes the trend. She does. And then she comes out with the item. Yeah. And then sells it to it's us. It's smart. It is very smart. 
It is very smart. It's just, um, it's an interesting one, actually. I, I mean, because in my opinion, I think, you know, especially if you look at the skirts and the trousers that she's selling, they're a good, I would say they're a good investment because, I mean, I have, fuck, how many? I have three of her skirts and I love them and I, I wear them all the time and I think they're timeless and I, the trousers, I definitely want the great ones. I think they're timeless too. But then if you look at the other options, um, dresses and things like that, I can see them being a bit of a shelf life on them. Yeah. And obviously it's the sort of thing, you know, fashion can be cyclical. So, you know, it's obviously always good to keep hold on things that you, you know, specifically invest in. Yeah. In that sense. And you would invest in Jeff Avenue because it's not cheap. But I don't know, it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. It's just that it's like, I think it's sort of divided fashion a little bit. Yeah. Um, from what I see on like social media, like people posting their outfits, I guess. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, people are like still paying a lot of money for a lot of things from brands like Shein, Pretty Little Thing, I guess Boohoo, mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. to be, I guess, on trend. Sure. Um, which is most of the time the micro trends. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, even if it's stuff like Jeff Avenue, there's so many dupes of it, like bad quality dupes right. of it as well. Exactly. Which obviously people who can't afford it are going to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other side is just everyone sort of buying from like the other few like good quality brands like I don't know Realization Pa with mm-hmm. Jean um, like stuff like that and then the like both sides are kind of turning into all looking the same you know yeah it's it's a difficult one because I think this is why I've tried to like adjust my focus more onto fashion weeks and things like that not necessarily for micro trends, but to identify the common denominators and use them in what I'm investing in. Because again, I absolutely need guidelines like for oh, my same. own personal style. Like I wish I could be that person who can whack 150 things together and be different and be uniquely myself and feel amazing. But I definitely need guidance for that. Um, so yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, absolutely same. I mean, I just I just look at like what Miss Bella Hadid is doing. Yeah. And then tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But I guess we'll see what it develops into. Yeah. But yeah. I think, because I did see something like in terms of everybody looking like clones. Because to be fair, all of us are. Yeah. In, in many different ways. Um, I mean, we're dressed completely differently today. But that's beside the point. <laughs> like, I was seeing this thing on TikTok. And again, obviously, you take it's a look at Both doing Scandi, though. I know, it kind of is. Um, that fashion, because there are so many micro trends and it's so chaotic, and there's a new thing, you know, every week basically, um, people's fashion is going to s- slowly start developing into something a lot more individual. And when I saw that, I thought that was interesting. Personally, I can't see that happening. Um, it is one to think about so many micro trends that not everyone can keep up and then suddenly everyone's got their own different combination their own different mix of it but by the same token it's not really it's not really the best for the environment still I don't know yeah oh yeah that's our third topic actually yeah so obviously all of this like we've been looking at it from a very heavily fashion perspective I guess um but I think the worst part of it is that the fast fashion industry and like this micro trend cycle just 
fucks up the environment big time. Yeah. It's like ruining the environment mm-hmm. so much because you buy these um, fast fashion pieces. Like, let's say you bought cow print trousers mm-hmm. end of 2020 because mm-hmm. you saw people on TikTok wearing them. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, some influencer wore them. And then you buy them. You wear them for a few weeks while they like while they're in good quality. And then you wash them. Mm-hmm. And then... Eh, you look at it, it's like, oh, it's not looking as fresh anymore. No. And then you see the same influencer having moved on to completely something, like something completely new. Yeah. And then it either, one, sits in your closet, or two, you chuck it, Mm -hmm. and it goes to landfills. And I think also, you know, the more that these micro-trends and things like that are a thing... You've got to look at the people making these things from Shein or Primark or, you know, wherever you're shopping, the conditions that they're working in. And I know you can make the argument, look, you've got to tackle the individual retailer about that. Um, and obviously, it's there's also a case of people being able to afford to shop in different places too, which is very, very valid. But ultimately, like, the more that people feed into this, the more there's demand and the more that, you know, these people are going to be struggling in their work conditions, workplaces. And... As long as places like Boohoo are still making that money, shit's not going to change. It doesn't matter how much you protest. It, it just won't. Oh, yeah. It's another. And, I mean, we're obviously not criticising people who, like... Not at all. ...can afford that, you know? Yeah, of course. And then, like, you can you can definitely buy something from ASOS and then wear it for, like, five years. Yeah. I have stuff that I've, like, literally bought from Topshop mm-hmm. years ago. R.I.P. Topshop. And then, like, I still have them. Well, this top that I'm wearing today, I bought five years ago from ASOS. It looks cute. Yeah, I love it. But it's, like, stuff like, you know the PLT, like, the big sale they do when they sell stuff for, like, 30p? Yeah. And, like, in that in that sale, they literally can't, like, they don't, when you, when you want to process the return, they don't actually process it. They send it straight to landfills. Right. Because they, they lose money by processing the return, you know? That's the thing. And that's just crazy. And it's like people who still go on Shein and like do these massive holes for like social media. And then it's like, it's the clip of like people dumping 70 like clear bags of just like individually wrapped Shein tops or like bikinis or something. Mm -hmm. That just annoys me, man. I think what gets me is you know, fast fashion websites are essential for people who, who can't afford and don't have the budget to invest. That makes complete sense to me. And that makes sense. Like, and it's a necessity in that sense. Having said that, if you are doing these crazy Shein hauls, boohoo hauls, whatever, that's not okay. Because that implies that you can afford to spend your money differently and in a more mindful way. You know, like, you can keep up with microtrends, but there's just that ethical obligation of like if just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah you know it's you know i just i don't know that's my issue with it anyway yeah and just want to throw this little fact in as someone who works on a lot of climate change stuff on like the financial side for work um i always like see stuff on um you know like fossil fuels like all of that but fast fashion industry is basically responsible for nearly 10% of annual global gas emissions and the second largest consumer of the world's water supply. So it's kind of similar to like 
being vegetarian even. That's wild. Because like beef consumes so much water. That's and so insane. does like your little, you know, two pound bando top from Shein that you're gonna wear once and then chuck it. It's like it has the same amount of like harm for the environment as like I don't know, a burger. That's but the I think what gets me is also like you see nearly ten percent of annual global gas emissions but you've got to look at it in context all right 10 percent doesn't sound crazy ridiculous but 10 percent on one thing that's a lot 10 percent of the whole world that's a lot like that is a lot if you look at it in context if you take that perspective that's huge it is crazy it's why like you know eat what you want whatever personally i'm vegetarian you're vegetarian as well yeah pescatarian seven years baby right (laughs) for my own mindful reasons but like the thing is, if you're, if you are making that choice, you've got to, you've got to live your life that way. You can't, yeah. you can't cut corners. And this isn't looking down on anybody, right? Everyone, that's their own prerogatives. This is my personal opinion, and that's why I live my life this way. But it's, it's massive just to see what the, the impact is on yeah. the planet that people don't really know, and it's yeah. not actually publicised as much as it, as much as it should be. Oh yeah. I mean, an option to all of this is thrifting, Yeah. where it can be fun. Like, I, I quite enjoy it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But even that has, like, got its dodgy parts because there's people who... I think this is mostly in the US because I don't think we have, like, good enough, like, thrift shops in the UK. Mm. They're quite niche or they're, like, designer, like, vintage stores, which right. are they're quite expensive and overpriced. Mm-hmm. But in the US, people go to stuff like that or like Goodwill. Yeah, Goodwill. 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 They go to Goodwill. They somehow find like nice clothes for like, I don't know, five dollars, whatever. And then then and then they go home, mm. mark it up by like thirty dollars, mm. and then sell it on Depop for profit. Mm. And that's that's where it also gets a bit dodgy, you know. Yeah. Obviously, like you, it, there's nothing illegal about sure. it. Sure. But it just makes it that much more unreachable for people who are struggling and would yeah. have to turn to fast fashion websites in order to get clothes because you know people might not have an accessible thrift store to them, might with the best will in the world want to spend their money there, but it's just not possible. So you would turn to Depop or Vinted or, or someone like that, you have a look and you'll see that it's more expensive than even if you were to do an investment option, for example. And then you're back to square one, and it's it's a, a vicious cycle. Like if you can afford to do it, fine. But if you can't, I mean, because you can't blame people for wanting to make a profit. Yeah. But it's just the impact of people's actions. People don't necessarily understand or see yeah. or think of, because you know why would you? Like people, yeah, they can make a profit. They can buy cheap stuff. But like people just need to consider like their individual actions because sure. all of our actions come together to, you know. It's not like... Start a microtrend or ruin the environment. Exactly. It's all about being mindful and thinking before you buy something. And I can say this, as someone who has severe ADHD and is notorious for impulsive spending, if I can do it, you can do it. I think that's a great point to end on. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a slay. Kind of what a slay. can I say? Uh, ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but also, we now have like an anonymous question link. So, if you want to send us juicy 
responses to this if you don't agree like fucking come at me you know yeah tell us what you feel like we again this is just a commentary this is not slating anybody this is citing our own like the way we want to live our lives and we're not we're not coming for anybody no it's just our take on all this totally totally but yeah if you have any like confessions questions i don't know whatever you want to say to us you can feel free go for it yeah and it'll be completely anonymous so we're not gonna be able to see who you are just don't be mean though don't be mean that's not cute we'll cry (laughs) you can be like you can be like cunty but not mean definitely be cunty but like you know it's nothing like personally mean to us Okay, so we had a question saying, what are your top songs, top three songs at the moment? And we're on Recidify, um, which is legit. Oh my god, I'm dying. Man, it's actually so <laughs> Okay, what's your first? Um, Come Closer by Miles Kane. Nice. I love Miles Kane. What's your second? This is where it gets funny. Okay, well, it's not funny. It's like fucking iconic, but it's just classic. Cuff It, Beyonce. Say okay, and then this one I actually said when it came out I did not like it, and I was met with massive backlash. And it's just hilarious. It's my third, um, break my soul. Oh fuck off! (laughs) 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 The rest of it's actually really good, but it's just it's just break my soul annoys me. (laughs) It's basically show me love, one of like the most iconic house songs of all time. She just like I slated it. This is why I slated it. I don't know why it's top three. I tell you what, no mad one. I listen to Beyonce when I'm in the shower. But I'm here for it. She just took it and like added some like silly lyrics and like I just. Ugh. I don't understand how it's got that. It's just the, the irony. The irony is too much. However, I I back cuff it. Like actually, Break My Soul is my least favorite track on that album. But the rest of it, like, I can I can work with it. Okay, I'll take that. You can, go on, I want to hear yours. My first is Mystery Lady by Masigo and Don Tolliver. Oh, I need to listen to this It one. is an amazing song. It's like my, like, you know, sunset, vibing on the balcony, like, watching the sunset type of song. Yeah, I'm here for it. And it makes me feel things. Good. Um, second is Saoko by Rosalia. I was expecting <laughs> some Rosalia on that, not gonna lie. Yeah, that's just yeah. I'm I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm obsessed. She's like she's absolutely my favorite artist. She's cool. She she's is cool. so cool. And the third is Con Altura by Rosalia and J Balvin. <laughs> I need to actually fully get into Rosalia. A and like the rest of the list is pretty much all Masigo, Rosalia, Polo and Pan. Yeah, that's about it. It's just all of them and like different songs. The rest of mine is like Miles Kane, Alex Turner. I literally hate myself. Alex Turner. But I also love myself. If anyone wants this these playlists, by the way, you can DM us. I have so many playlists for every single mood that I'm ever in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any the one that got away type regrets? Uh, no. Nice. No, I actually, I actually have a chaotic story, but I can't say it here. <laughs> but I'll tell you. Okay. But no, it's it's on this theme, but like the polar opposite. When I tell you, you're going to die. Were you the one who got away? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's always better than having someone who got away, I think. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I've definitely... Yeah, I definitely... I think I do, yeah. Mm. I've had like... 
um, like I've had like good connections where it's like the situation or like circumstantially it was hard mm-hmm. or like needs to be met I guess mm-hmm. um, so I guess yeah one that got away sure but also would the one really get away that's the thing you know that's the thing the one that got away in my opinion isn't the right one the one you. would make it work the one would make it work so thanks for this anonymous question that was actually kind of it's interesting. a good one someone just said you lit thank you thank you I know we are what can I say well on that note we should end yeah farewell farewell till next week um follow us on the gram city girl pod mm-hmm. lean on the moon mm-hmm. ashling manon aisling aisling that's how it's spelled mm-hmm. and yeah drop us more questions or just funny things we really enjoyed that and we have more for next week obviously yeah see ya, see ya.